0: Hello. Hi. There we go. OK, um, I'm going to try this okay. just as, we, as we get this started and see how this works out. Hello, you have tuned into the Texas Steampunk Connection, as uh, hopefully you do every two weeks on Tuesday night. Uh, we're coming to you from our mysterious bunkers and airships across the state of Texas. Um, I am uh, Bax, the gentleman adventurer, and with me tonight we have Jack, a facilitator of steam chest. uh, That's chestofsteam.com for all of you. And uh, generally, usually, we uh, come here to speak of all things steampunk and uh, what is happening in the great free state of Texas. So, welcome. Welcome, welcome.
1: Got music. We do. And I have a question for you. Is that like,
0: is that from something? No, it is. It is. uh, um, How you say, free to use. Oh, I need to get the name of that because that's good. And I. But I I have have to say, the music was brought to us by Zapsplat.com. There, (gasps) I I fulfilled my end of the agreement. Obligation has been done. I love it. (laughs) I feel that
1: every. Every freaking time I gotta I gotta put a video and they're like, Oh, but you gotta put her name in there. I'm like, okay. There you go. Here you go. I'm gonna be overly over the top with it. Oh, so are we are we ready for the podcast within a podcast?
0: Oh, if you're ready, then I'm ready.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a couple choices here. Um, I have been enjoying a certain something given to me by attacks here. This is I have to ask, I did not I forgot. It's monkey, what?
0: No, monkey butt is a baby wipe.
1: Oh, well, yes. And then there's butt paste <laughs> that goes shoulder. with monkey.
0: Yeah. Monkey shoulder is shoulder. the okay. the blended scotch that, that you have in that. Um it is a a, a pretty good middle of the road entry-level scotch that's not too expensive. Um and uh yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Really it's, good. I um as you can. You could tell it's it, it's it's been
1: enjoyed over the weekend.
0: It's been a rough week, and it's uh, only Tuesday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, our week started like you know a couple weeks back. I have found out that I have not touched my editing software until two days ago, and it was twenty three days. It's just been rough, but it looks like I have been served a wonderful <laughs> caramel macchiato. Actually, I <laughs> I know. I know. I know my mother-in-law downstairs has got a frother, and so she's playing, and now I'm going to be staying up all night. I may just have to add
0: some of this to it. When you said you've been served, that's not what I thought you were going to say. It's like, oh, you know,
1: gotten... that, that happens on that, hap- that happens on Wednesdays. I have it completely <laughs> planned out. I allow my public per- persona to be known where I will be on a Wednesday evening just for that very reason. <laughs> and then plan not to be there because I don't want to be served.
0: So I don't show up. they find you sooner or later.
1: Yeah, they found that one guy.
0: He was diving <laughs> around it. That was great. I am drinking uh, a Shiner S'more, which I think I have had since last fall, early spring. I don't know. Been wow, in the fridge. It's it's okay. It's a Shiner. It's mostly a Shiner. That's what Flavia always used to say. Uh, we got our, our the Shiner uh, cheer of uh, one Christmas season he says, oh, that sounds, that sounds good. What does that taste like? And the guy he was talking to says, well, you have it in your hand. He said, oh, it tastes like Shiner. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it just tastes like they just add a little extra, like,
1: flavor sense thing to it. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I hate to
0: say it. Sometimes they don't come off as like This definitely has a little cinnamon graham cracker kind of in there, but not too strong. Hello, Rita. Hey, Rita. And, and what are you drinking over there? Erica is not not drinking anything not but what it. I happen to
1: hand to her. And her. Uh, <sighs> well, I'll admit that outside of the coffee, which was unplanned, and the flask, not- which I do have to the side, I'm actually drinking this uh, wonderful beer. And oh, oh yeah, yeah, Carbide. it's I like it. It's just it's soft. It's nice. It's great. It's it's a good blonde. It's got enough oomph. They don't feel like you're drinking a a light beer per se, but it's not too heavy either. Perfect as a uh, as as a chaser for your your caramel
0: monkey <laughs> <laughs> um, and I believe Carbok is like a dollar less for a six pack at the local HEB than any of the yes. other craft beers. It is, uh, it is good.
2: They also frequently have Carbok at uh, free beer Saturday at oh, yeah. Micklethwaite's.
0: Mm-hmm. So. so my oh, nice. favorite uh, barbecue joint in town uh, gives away free beer. On a well, Saturday right. morning. And, oh, Saturday morning. You gotta be up oh, on a Saturday
1: God. morning to go get your free beer.
2: Ten or eleven. Yeah,
1: it's oh, okay. It's brunch. not it's like brunch. it's not like, oh, we're gonna get you at six AM with the free beer.
2: No, nobody gets up <laughs> that early on a Saturday, God forbid.
1: I mean Except for the barbecue smoking the barbecue people. They're up what? at they they're up at like four in the morning smoking that they, thing. Where they're up from last night smoking, smoking it.
0: Smoking those meats. I have a guy
1: who lives a couple of doors down from me. He's got one of the big trailers that he does because he does it for like large, uh, large gatherings or whatever. And so he'll cook a whole bunch and then he'll just like leave it on the grill and drive out to it and then open the grills up. But, uh, like he was out there last week. And, oh my God. It's like brisket just permeates the entire like cul-de-sac. It just like sits there and you can almost
0: eat yeah. the, eat, eat like the humidity in the air. And yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's heavy. Uh, I find it bizarre to go to other states that tout their barbecue, and there's no brisket. And to me, that's 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 the backbone of what barbecue means. Yeah, most people think like,
1: oh, we have barbecue. It's it's craft barbecue stuff poured over chicken.
0: I'm like, I mean, that's good, but it's well, not. It's this, not like smoke. It's the difference between barbecue and grilling for for me. Yeah, but in other states, that they, they tout their their short ribs, their pork, you know, and they've got a different uh, sauce that they want to put on it. Sauce is weird to me. That doesn't go in Texas barbecue, but it's, it's just a really weird how it's a different point of view. Yeah. And no like,
1: brisket. It, it, well, brisket's expensive. I can understand.
0: Now? Of course, I'm about to, to go
1: barbecue a, uh, a um, skirt steak, which skirt steak is good Uh I did not know it was gonna be as good as it was. And it's a fairly cheap piece of meat or it used to be uh, till COVID stuff. Yeah, everything's it's expensive. a lot of meat. It's already cut to be like this thin and you just like chop it into pieces. And there's a lot of it and I can cook, I can grill for a bunch of people.
2: Yeah, that's what they make fajitas out of, big fajitas, mm-hmm. same cut.
0: Well, I guess it's time to uh, bring up the elephant in the room. Uh, for those of us, those of you who are watching, or our regular listeners, you'll notice there's a, there's a piece of the show missing. Uh, there's only the two of us tonight. Not that that's unusual. Sometimes somebody can't make it, and we bring in a, a, a guest host or something. But that's not the case. Um, the uh, founder of the show, Flavio Faz, uh, passed away on us two weeks ago, Thursday night, Friday morning, um, <clears throat> in his in his sleep. We I have no idea uh, beyond that. Um, he, he wasn't sick to anyone's knowledge. Uh, he, 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 heart disease did run in his family, but I haven't heard uh, definitively that he had a heart attack. He just, uh, he was just gone. Uh, so that's lame. Now I have to learn all his stuff. You'll forgive me. I use comedy as a crutch and I'm not even good at it. But uh, <laughs> we've also had, you know, since, what was it, the 15th? Uh we we've had a, a week and a half or so to sort of adjust um so so uh you know it's it's rough. We uh Erica, Jack and I uh were among the uh folks that went to his his funeral last Friday. Um he had a big family. Oh, yeah. Was I was yeah, he had like
1: half a church full of people that were just family.
0: Yeah, I from stories he told me, they basically run that church. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> That, that's not want to join the family business, did he? Uh, no, he He no. was uh, agnostic.
2: <laughs> but his mom was always trying to set him up with ladies from the church. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's we talked kinda... about some of those stories in the car.,
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, aside from this big family, uh, I was thinking about this on the way home tonight. I saw a lot of uh, people that I hadn't seen in in two decades. That were friends of Flavio's that he kept contact with that he was just amazingly uh loyal and and kept friends for long long time uh we we met a friend of his who uh he, he met in like sixth grade and they were still you know keeping in contact and he flew down from Michigan to to see him off uh just we heard so many stories from from old old friends of his that that were just uh, just really nice to hear, you know. Really I- inspiring and uh, really yeah, brought a piece of Flavio uh, back for us a little bit.
1: Yeah, I don't have the the paper on me, but I, I really liked. We had we had actually two formal um obituaries is not quite oh, yeah. the right word, but um we had kind of the the formal one that the family made, and then I think we had the informal one that that Erica helped make.
0: Uh, no, I mean, she she was quoted, but uh, um, yeah. Megan made it. Uh, Megan
2: oh, made this one right
0: here. Yeah, one of them was sort of the the church um, service. You know, it lists uh, what happens and in what order it, in the service. Um, that that's pretty familiar to me as having grown up uh, Catholic. You get you get a little uh, booklet when you go to church to. Everybody play, sing the same songs at the same time, and they're going to talk about this and that and the other. Uh, but then the uh, the memorial um, right here had Flavio's picture and, and write-ups and stuff, and Derica was quoted in it. Yeah. Um, Megan did a really nice job. She's not a listener, I don't think. No. Or not a live listener. Maybe she'll hear this later. Um, but they they were really close friends, uh, Kyle and Megan, uh, he hung out with them very regularly. Uh, played online games with Kyle. Um, it was really hard on Megan. It was hard on all of us, but she she had a really rough time.
2: Yeah, and she put together the slideshow as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. She posted one online
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that I guess we could pass on to the uh, Texas Steampunk Connection. A lot of the pictures were, you know, Flavia doing steampunk stuff with us. Uh, we traveled with him. Uh, I'd known him for. I met him 20 uh, years ago um, And started hanging out with him Roughly 8 to 10 years ago As we started doing steampunk Uh, So we've got a lot of history uh, Traveling Vegas, New Orleans Down to the Caribbean
2: (laughs) Cruising, Dickens on the Strand Dickens and Bernie
1: uh, Lots of stories
2: Lots of fun
1: I'm sitting here trying to remember the first time I met him it was. I, I think it was both of you, or all three of you, and it was at a convention.
0: I was, was probably a steampunk November. Probably like one of the first ones, like five years ago. Then, uh, six. Two. When was your first one? Uh, uh, maybe yeah, maybe four or five years ago. We didn't get to the first couple of steampunk November. Um, we were at Autobotanium, but Jack wasn't there. I'm responding yeah. to uh, Jenny Lynn who's posted. Yeah,
2: that's that's <clears throat> the first time I remember meeting Flavio was for well. No, no. We were friends with him before that.
0: We—that's a—that's <laughs> a whole other story.
2: <laughs> that's
1: a <long> Story. <laughs> oh, that sounds like this should be next week or two weeks from now. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah he was—he was one of the actors for *Unobtainium*. <laughs> he made up a character called Rico, who was a gambler and a rogue, of course. <laughs>
0: of course. Which is funny because Flavio, I, I did not fit the gambler sort of persona. As a person, no, uh, he fits the I, he loses at gambling to someone more like my character.
1: He takes <laughs> full advantage of it
0: while feeding him drinks the entire time. <clears throat> well, I guess he did win then. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. It depends <laughs> on what you want to get out of it all.
2: Yeah, <clears throat>
0: uh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, the belly dancing show in San Marcos that was fun. I think, um, our friend, uh, was oh, it Virginia yeah. or was it uh, Sabella or both of them that were that were playing? She one of them was playing music. One of them was doing dancing anyway. So we went I to think
0: Sabella was was dancing definitely.
2: So we went to visit. We went to see her and we dressed up steampunk, of course.
0: And I remember seeing Nicole there. Uh, yeah. She was like on the way other side of the room. They had to like shove us. They had to get another table for us. We'd bought tickets ahead so they couldn't kick us out. But they didn't have a place to sit us. So they shoved us in the, uh, at a table and Nicole saw us and on the way out she came over and said hello. Uh that was that was uh how's a long time ago. Yeah. Wow.
2: <laughs> that was fun. <sighs> I probably have pictures of that somewhere.
0: It's all right.
1: I still remember the first time she threw me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> things you remember from these conventions. that's one reason I love so much is that you can say things to like normal people around like I remember the first time Nicole threw me in jail and everyone's just like, <laughs> what? what and, oh yeah <laughs> remember, like it was a two like I remember it was like a saturday on like in a certain november you know it's just just, <laughs> just like what and of course you could just pull the whole like storyline out like we already had it going on and everyone just <laughs> thinks you're nuts and then you just wander off <laughs> just leave them guessing and they'll go up to her does that really happen like well yes and then they give contacts and I'm like oh but
0: like, i don't like context context in that way just <laughs> just destroys the allure yeah, I mean, don't bog it down with too many facts. Shh. Shh. Facts.
1: De- we've we've dealt with facts before. We don't like them, obviously, and uh, as a, as a nation, apparently. But we'll we'll move away from that one really quick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there were some people from uh Antgard and and mm-hmm. or High Fantasy Society at at the funeral, also that we hadn't seen in years and years.
0: That that's where I met Flavio, uh, twenty years ago when everybody had better knees. Um, we played a, a combat LARP, hit each other with foam padded sticks kind of oh, game. Um, and I yeah, know. sometimes I still miss them, but I, I'm just not that energetic anymore. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, what did Flavio say? He started using the bow and arrow and people would dance around and want to fight and stuff. And it'd just be like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was a good shot, too. I heard oh, stories oh, about oh. him shooting around trees. Oh, nice. <laughs> Things you can pull off with foam oh. arrows. There, I, I've done like target archery a little bit like mm-hmm. in high school but it's not nearly as fun as shooting at people no <laughs> it, it, I can imagine I,
1: I played paintball and you want to say something that's bad for your knees holy crap but oh my gosh you don't feel it for like you feel it for like a day later when your entire body hurts because you have enough adrenaline just pumping through your system because you're being shot at <laughs> and it, basically you just have this like this, this, this thing hits in your brain going you are being hunted you should run and
0: you're just like okay doesn't professor elemental have a song about that (laughs) sir you were being
1: hunted it's a game i know uh there's it's actually a game where you're trying to escape this island and you're being you're being chased by these massive robots that speak with a heavy british accent and they look like they're from like ex-military from the 1800s like british marines it's called like sir
0: you are being hunted. like that oh my god i'm correct Professor Elemental has a video called Sir, You Are Being Hunted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, Which I can't play because I it is paid. not royalty free.
2: We can put a link to it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Just go look it up. It's it's fun. Um, I haven't yeah. heard it
1: forever. I forgot about that.
0: Back in my LARP days, not me, but the younger guys who are more self-abusive. They wore these <laughs> hockey mechs, right? The, mm-hmm. These uh, hockey pads on their shins. Smart. That came up over their, over their knees. And it's part of the game, if you were hitting the leg, you had to kneel down on it. So these were pre- in presumably to protect their knees. Well, there was no rule in the game that said you could not walk or even run as long as you were on your knees. So I saw these guys running across the field using their knees as feet nearly as fast as they would run on oh. their whole leg. Of course, they're
2: all crippled now.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of them, um, after he, after the game was was over and he'd moved on, he was playing like frisbee golf one day and was just sort of jogging across uh, the park and his knee exploded. Oh, <laughs> don't use words like around, exploded. Holding, trying to hold his kneecap onto his body, asking for somebody to please call an ambulance because years before use that kneecap as a shoe oh so don't do that
2: be kind to your knees if you still have them everyone
0: <laughs> yes
1: they're the ones things that don't replace well like many other parts of your body are fairly easy to replace you were you wouldn't expect or at least able like with modern technology to either like do surgery on and or just completely cleave off and replace with, with robotics erica
0: has a cybernetic eyeball
2: semi-ish i have an implanted lens Ah,
0: oh, and when the light hits it just right, you can see that it is not see, organic. Well, here's the thing: I thought she just had LASIK because she has that same
1: glinty thing that my father-in-law has, and he got LASIK surgery, and after that, he just looks like he looks like Santa Claus with his twinkle in the eye, but the twinkle never goes away. It's almost creepy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. Same, same.
1: Yeah, but the she's got the creepy twinkle the in the lens eye. Is completely replaced with something else. Okay, that's. You know what? He may have that too. That's interesting. Huh? So do you like notice it being any different than like your eyeball
0: prior?
2: Um, well, Outside I can being see. Able to
0: see. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, she, doesn't need, she doesn't need to wear glasses anymore in that eye. Yeah. I can't she wear is the perfect component for a monocle then.
2: Yeah. I could, I could do a monocle in the, in the eye that's still, uh, organic. <laughs> Or I can just wear a contact lens in the one eye, but I can't wear glasses anymore because the descriptions are too far different. It would make me nauseous.
1: Mm, yeah. No, I understand that. Uh,
2: yep. Anyway. So that's just, fun. I was, here's the thing though, is that we live in the future. This is the year 2021. We should be able to get like entire cloned new bodies. You know, when I hit 50, they should have thrown me into a 20 year old body and said, go get them, girl.
1: See, I'm and waiting for that. Happened,
2: and I'm disappointed. I mean,
1: well, there there are a whole bunch of movies about that. One of them called "The Island" that uh, had had Obi Wan Kenobi playing playing one of the characters in it. What? I, I didn't know, right? And uh, I actually, I will admit, I have not seen that movie. I just know the premise of it completely. You know, it's creepy. Of, yeah, I, I bet. Yeah, a lot of clones. Yeah, here, here, exactly. Uh, see, I'm just looking for that moment when they're like, "All right, we're going to scan your brain, and we're going to just implant you into this like computer." And then, if you want to go into a cybernetic body made by Apple or Samsung, <laughs> sure, go for it.
0: Actually, uh, Elon Musk is working on that. Yeah, yeah he's he's oh, one man. of them working. on Just give me an yeah. internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the internet too much as it is. What <laughs> so will be the difference you then? <laughs> you won't feel your knees then, though. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good argument.
2: Matrix, I mean... you beg to differ.
0: Which oh. is a new movie coming out? Uh, the Matrix reloaded or something. Reloaded, reloaded. That- Matrix reinvented.
1: Now, alright, so I got some things I'm going to go off on, the, on this one. because yeah. there's, a, there's some things on this one that I make me really wonder how it's going to go, because in the trailer, it's like they're in the Matrix, but I don't know if Keanu Reeves really knows he's in the Matrix because he talks to certain people and one looks and it, it really sounds like he was like a rock star or a movie star and that the Matrix was a movie he did because it's like the matrix knew they couldn't wipe everything from his brain. So they had to just warp the world around him. And it works with that line that, um, ball guy said about put me back in there, make me rich or something, you know, an actor perhaps. So it really was able <laughs> to play off the whole like matrix thing was a set of movies and it's in there and it goes really well with that whole idea that if there's a kernel of truth, it's easier to hide a lie. And so if the lie is the fact that the matrix is real and everyone's in it, because everyone was put back into it and they changed the colors, all the colors of the old ones. When you're in the matrix, it's green and everything's like overly blue or kind of real, like way too gritty nitty for in real, in real life. And now at the end of the matrix three, everything switched from being a green tinge to an overly hued blue tinge. And now like when they're looking at Keanu Reeves, everything's like that way oversaturated blue in the trailer. So, you, you see, I've had a little bit of time to really they, my brain just kind of expanded on this. I really believe he's in the Matrix and he's thinking he's a movie star and the computers are just like, let's just see how long we can keep this facade because we can't delete him because he's in, he's important and necessary. And as long as we can keep him contained, everything's peachy.
0: I saw a video, uh, a channel called Film Theory, I think. Yeah, that basically I, laid out the exact same thing you just wow. said. Wow. I got to go look that up. Am I that am I that intelligent or am I just is it that blatant? Uh, I mean <laughs> it it is a Wachowski movie, like the new one, it's written uh mm-hmm. by one of the, the Sibs. Sisters. Um and so I mean it's going to stay fairly consistent, uh not like a Disney film. Um you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and yeah, there's all these points that they they make about <laughs> Oh <whoa. laughs> ah. ah. about Don't the
2: Matrix. Hi, you're not allowed.
0: I just humaned really hard. Oh, uh, okay. Can please continue. Just, yeah, but yeah, you know, all the points you you're making that that they have to reboot the matrix every once in a while. They have to have the the, the chosen one. It's sort of a glitch that they can't get rid of because it ties into a lot of other things in the matrix to make it work. So they have to keep having Keanu Reeves in it somewhere, I guess. And now they're they're rewriting the matrix and Ke- Keanu's character, I don't remember his name. Neo. But but his his in the Matrix name. Thomas Anderson. That's right. Mr. Anderson. That was awesome. Uh yes. They have to have him in, so now they're they're redefining him as this actor who was in this series of movies called The Matrix. So, you know, wow. who's going to believe the world is really a Matrix when you just made a movie about it? That's I know. It's
1: crazy. Or it's gonna be one of those, ha ha, yeah, we probably are all in one, ro- you know, one big robotic, you know, machine. But you know, who cares? Scientists can't prove it. Neener, neener, whatever.
0: <laughs> kind of like right now.
2: And this one sucks.
0: Well, there's a way to get out. Raviot <laughs> found it.
2: Oh, That's,
0: ugh.
1: But we got it. We got. But I gotta be be sure on the other end. You know, I wanna be. I wanna be rich. You know, like an actor or something.
0: <laughs> uh. Why? Oh. I mean. Outside of the matrix, what does money mean? What does that mean? What? But how do you know? Like
1: here's the other thing. My my friend brings this one up. How is all this maybe not like that game real life from Rick and Morty? Oh see, I don't watch Rick and Morty. Oh my god. Okay. So
0: it's on Hulu and I don't give them money.
1: So all right, there's this there's this moment where uh Rick and Morty go into a um in, into a an arcade and Rick just kind of like throws Morty's head into this machine and it like you know sits down and whatnot and it turns on. And he's like, he freaks out at first, and everything goes black. And then the, he wakes up and he's a baby. And he like plays out this entire lifespan of this character for like, for like 80 years and like gets cancer, his wife dies. He goes back to the carpet store where no one appreciates him. And then he finally dies. And then the game ends. And, he, and he's just like, wait, whoa, what, what just happened? It's like five minutes have passed and everyone could watch it on these big screens. And Rick's like, oh, you went back to the carpet store. You're a pushover. And like pushes him out of the way. He's like, watch what a real person does. You know, watch what a real badass does. Throws the thing on, and you can't see what's going on. But a whole pe- whole bunch of people are like, oh shit! He's taking the character off grid. Like <laughs> this whole like like he's going to take down the, the the you know the government and whatever inside the game. <laughs> it's like what the crap? And my one of my good friends, he kind of makes an argument that like. He's just it's like, I paid premium access for this. That's what this whole like thing. He's like, this is the life he paid for. And it's like I paid. I paid for the premium package. That's why I have like, you know, my veteran fund and all this other stuff. It was all set up for me from the beginning. I'm just supposed to sit, come in here and enjoy life. And he gets so. And he lives you're in Colorado. Just, so, I mean, you know, who can blame him for thinking the way he does? You're just outlining my entire worldview <laughs> in a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. There's too many okay. of them. Too many of them outline my worldview in, in Morty episodes. It's almost uncanny. Like, if I was a little more violent, or if I, if I was a little more willing to go ahead and do things I didn't care, pretty sure I'd end up doing things I shouldn't. Uh, but I have Don't morals and caught. ethics.
2: And... That's the only rule. Hmm? Don't get caught. Only Don't rule. Caught.
1: Makes the game really suck.
0: <laughs> this is, this well, is a Grand Theft Auto game, really fast. <laughs> so uh, I'm just, I'm, Feel like I have to ask: Do you have anything to report on this wow. show? I honestly Steve don't related. I, I don't have anything to report tonight. I actually have, and it's it's been sitting around in my
1: phone. Let me go back. I have like fifty thousand. Like whoa, well, I got thirty two windows open on my phone. Anybody get that, that
0: password? <laughs> Is credit card number anything on there?
1: Show so, you anything important? <laughs> Maybe a scantily clad woman that they
0: <laughs> Oh, Let's Twitter. See. I mean, what? Poor Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh, no, you saw my misfortune cookie server. It generates randomly mis- <laughs> random misfortunes. That's actually Gen- a really favorite. good website.
2: I was a little more violent. Slogan of the night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So here's one. It was called Whatever Happened to Steampunk? And it was posted October 3rd, 2019. So, I mean, it's been a while. I found this. It just popped up randomly on my feed. And it says, How the iPhone popularized Steampunk and how it killed it off. And I'm like, the hell oh, what the, the hell The iPhone, <laughs> and so he makes a good argument though and i actually kind of agree with it in many ways from from his perspective as someone who's not in and i can see where it's coming from so i'm gonna it's a little bit of a long argument so i'm gonna sit here and kind of read through it a little bit so you can make the argument and i have that we're all living in a design era of cyber in silicon valley facebook google apple and microsoft are all devoted to perfecting concepts first popularized in science fiction novels, ranging from virtual reality to virtual assistants. Major advances in AI and biomodification are made on almost a daily basis, and in our media, cyberpunk is the aesthetic de jour. You see that as a French.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and popping up in everything from Steven Spielberg movies like Ready Player One to widely anticipated video games like Cyberpunk 2077. As I wrote a few months ago, tears in the rain is just a motif of cyberpunk in the tech's future. Yes. The indistinguishable blurring between that, which man creates and that, which is a force of nature. That is why cyberpunk isn't just sci-fi it's design theory, but what of steampunk cyberpunk's anachronistic cousin, a design movement. And as the, an aesthetic that came to prominence in the mid 2000s as a direct response to the rapid evolution of consumer electronics. Steampunk was a brass and leather alt universe in which the products we have all come to depend on were retrofitted together using technology of the late 19th century. Instead of airplanes, Steampunk embraced zeppelins. Instead of computers powered by electricity running through silicon, steampunk imagined great thinking machines and mainframes running calculations by churning gears. For a brief period between 2007 and 2012, steampunk was the aesthetic everywhere, from Project Runway to Disneyland Paris. But is it all dead? What happened? Why did steampunk die? While steampunk thrived, it turned out the iPhone has to lot to do Oh, it turns out the iPhone has a lot to do with it. The watchwords of steampunk are gears, cocker, copper, cogs, and brass. Inspired by the literature of writers like Jules Verne, Michael Moorcock, Bruce Sterling, William Gibson, Neil Stevenson, K.H. or K.W. Jeter, it stands out for its retro-Victorian aesthetic. Think of it this way. If steampunk is an exploration of what future technology could be if the divide between the digital and the analog was erased steampunk was a thought experiment about what tech could become if the analog was taken to the extreme so instead of console cowboys jacking their brains directly into cyberspace steampunk is all about steam-powered rocket ships and clockwork robots from a design perspective making technology as intuitive as the inside of a pocket watch the elements of steampunk are all the exposing and the inner workings of technology so It's about using design to make the working technology scrutable through an object's aesthetic. So many of the objects in today's world are little black boxes, and what happens inside them is totally invisible. Steampunk was all about revealing those inner workings and empowering people to understand technology again, even if it was only fictitiously. In other words, steampunk is a bit of a power fantasy, not of the technologist, but of the maker, the tinkerer, the engineer, The guys who can rebuild an engine from scratch, but who are as powerless to fix the iPhone that they just dropped in the toilet as the rest of us.
2: (laughs) I have a good Flavio story about that, too.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it goes on a little more and it's frilly and makes itself a little more like, you know, kind of pulls itself a little more of its position here. But I like the idea that that idea there that it's it was to make us feel like we were still a little bit in control of the technology or being able to break something down and re, you know, rebuild it, fix it, or, or manufacture it ourselves better or less better, depending.
0: I I'm reading along in the article as you, as you were reading oh, it. Oh, found it. Okay. Oh yeah. And I've, I posted it. Uh, but, uh, the writer, John Browley, um, I, I don't think he understands or appreciates the extent of the message of steampunk and how you know the the demystification of technology, uh, especially when he says uh, that that last line. Where did it go? Empowering people to understand technology again, even if fictitiously, because we're still not able to uh, fix our black boxes and our our cell phones and what have you. But that's he's he's missing the point. Uh, for me, it's yeah, at least yeah. like steampunk invites you to crack open your your cell phone Mm -hmm. and fix your screen and fix your stuff and thanks to stuff like youtube you can go and find out how to do it it teaches you to void warranties (laughs) exactly that's what i think (laughs) of a warranty um and and the idea that people are are doing that they're going into their their you know their computers they're building steampunk style keyboards people are building keyboards Mm-hmm. from scratch yeah, not necessarily steampunk so, people but it's an invitation to do it yeah. Oh, I mean there's a whole places
1: you can now order custom keyboards the way you want them printed completely like if you want to have 10 keys on one side or like you know only have 3 keys a total you can get them um, I think his perspective was on like the design like the whole just I don't know the whole design I had the word aesthetic there we are but um, yeah he's just looking at it from an aesthetic position and I okay. think as an aesthetic mindset, because he is writing about the iPhone, and it's very bland, and it's very streamlined, it's very streak and it's very mysterious. I don't have one. This is a Samsung, but <laughs> it's the same thing. I don't know how to fix this if it breaks. Like, and I, I build computers when I want to for fun. But uh, you <laughs> I, know,
2: think a lot I, I do of like his. Used to do steampunk, probably in that time. Have gone on, and they're now either doing Maker Faire type stuff. Mm-hmm or and or burn events uh, mm. you know so there's still there's still that diy um, mix-up technology and art and um, craziness <laughs> but it, it's kind of gone off in other directions which i think is is a healthy thing you know and things grow they change
0: and for a great many of us i'm sure uh, steampunk was specifically for the aesthetic and that's cool, too. Um, you don't have to know how your cell phone works to appreciate, you know, gluing some gears on it, dare I say, or making it look however you want it to look. And that's cool. And I bet those people are still doing that. Mm. Um, just not in John's world, wherever that is.
1: <laughs> <sighs> One of the things he also mentions is that just kind of on the whole, whole thing of that we also distrust, we distrust new technology something we outgrow as a culture. Most people don't fear about getting an x-ray now or jumping on an airplane, but there was a time when these fears were common. So ha- perhaps it's no surprise that nearly two decades after steampunk first became popular as a design movement and more than a decade after it peaked as a response to the iPhone, steampunk has all but died off. I don't agree with that part because obviously it isn't, but despite the fact that technology is more inscrutable than ever, uh, I think that steampunk might have been the desperate last attempt of boomers like me. So he's a boomer to understand technology and make it transparent before they gave up. So oh. I I could kind of understand that as like, I don't understand, like as a computer guy, I remember when the first one of these rolled up to me it was a Blackberry and it had the buttons on the whole keyboard on it. And ran up to me, at a, at a college when I was working at college. And I said, is there a way I can get my email on this? I looked at it, I'm like, I'm sure there is. But why would you want to? Like, I'm in front of a computer 24 seven nearly. I don't, why do I want it on my phone? Of course I'm sitting there carrying around a Nokia brick, which still hasn't died. I'm sure. You know, but oh, anyway.
0: never will. Never. No,
1: no. I'm going to keep the thing around just in case, because technically it still has a cell card in it. That'll actually connect to the cell towers. <laughs> when the world ends, I will re up my subscription. I'll buy some minutes from cricket or something. I don't know. But, uh, I, don't know, I thought it was a very interesting take from someone who's not a steampunk person, who's looking at steampunk and trying to like compare it to today's modern technology. And uh, it goes on; he's got it goes on for pages, you know, a little, few more pages after His that.
2: His bio says he was born in 1965, which I'm not <sighs> thinking that that feel that is not that doesn't sound old. It's not me. a
1: boomer, really. Well, I mean, I guess it technically That's hits that like boomer special. Kid. I always thought boomers was more boomer like thirty like five right to 55 or something you're almost yeah. in the joneses area which is a very thin um genet ge- generation because you had to keep up with the joneses therefore have a baby you know but um mm. and it's only like a 5 to 7 year like split between the next generation and uh, Hi,
2: mama i see you yo <laughs> you look but like anyway. a super facts Thank you. <laughs>
1: that was that was mine. I found that was wanting to get y'all's take on what y'all thought about it too, because I kind of agree with some of it. Like as I can understand, like people's attachment from that perspective. But I don't
0: completely like say nope.
1: This is completely steampunk. Everything else is trash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, there's a lot to disagree with, um, mm-hmm. but I can see why he would say steampunk has up and disappeared because in that time frame there were a number of. Um, Producers and directors who tried to make steampunk style movies. Yeah, it was a sort of stretch where you got up quite a few of those. We had one in Steam Chest even, and uh, quite a few of them weren't that good or didn't make a lot of money. Or and so, you know, product the distributors and and uh, the, the money people said there. the money people said no, we're not going to do that again. And so, yeah, it dried up. But we didn't go away. Nope we we're just not we're still getting here to watch the good movies anymore. We're just like. Hey, look, there's a movie about about, you know, buildings
1: eating other like other buildings now on big wheels. Like I enjoyed that movie for the sake of what it was. I it did was too. pretty.
0: The book the storyline.
1: The storyline was not great, but it was an excuse to have big it's kind of like where I'm gonna go see Dune. I understand that the book is gonna have everything that you'd ever want from a science fiction novel, apparently. It's gonna be dry and slow and boring and fun and great. But the movie's going to be cinematically big. And that's what I go, my eyeballs do you know, that's the right word. Yeah. Bugged out due to the awesomeness. Kind of like Ready <laughs> Player One. I liked the movie. I know what the storyline was supposed to really be. And I know that it didn't fit. You know, you write a book about the computer world in the 80s. It's not going to fit to 2000. But the amount of pop culture they were able to cram in that movie was ridiculous. And I keep going back and watching it over and over again. And keep finding, like... More little spaceships. I'm like, hey, that's from Homeworld. Wow, I didn't see that the first time. Uh, like, like freaking tiny little like some some geek that probably relates to me more than I think you you know should. It's like oh, we're gonna put this little tiny speck right here, which so now it's that spaceship, and they'll never see it.
0: <laughs> Jason Mimosa. That from a
1: certain computer game. <laughs> but uh, wait, what did you say? I missed it. Making Jason Mimosa. <laughs> that's a good name. Lynn, Jason uh, Mimosa. I'll drink <laughs> that. All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it, steampunk uh, has really been a struggle uh, these last couple of years, though. At least, at least here, with nobody able to go go out or mm-hmm. do anything uh, or socialize, it, it's it's been rough. Um, so we
1: just keep watching the same Keem Peel skit over and over and over.
2: <laughs> I love that
1: skit. <laughs> hey, man, <I'm> Steampunk.
2: <laughs>
1: when did you think? That would
0: ever work. <laughs> that, even that sketch is like five years oh. old now.
1: Yeah, it's almost back in like the same time period he was talking about in the, in the article, like two thousand, the two thousand twelve issue was just like everything's steampunk. We're just gonna and China didn't know what it was about. They're just like we're just gonna put gears on stuff and send it out there. The Americans are buying weird stuff again, like. Stop the inflatable grills. Those are no longer selling.
0: (laughs) Love my inflatable grill.
1: Yeah, here we are. Almost 2022. It's the freaking, we're we're, we're the cybernetic flapper. Where are the fast racing? I mean, we're we're trying to, we're trying to deregulate pots. I mean, that's, I guess, what we're fighting for is new age. um, The new age alcohol uh, illegalization. Um, You know, we're going to relate everything we can to the 20s here so oh okay That's yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i'm sorry i needed to lead in with a little more information of where my brain was going so yeah it's it's the 1920s but now it's the 2020s so um we're having a financial downturn near the end of all this here shortly so we got to enjoy it now while we're. So the 1920s
0: fall. had the the expensive automobile replacing mm-hmm. the horse just, and buggy now we have the electric automobile we just got um, out
1: of a major well i guess we're still in it now but we're a little late in 2008 17 to, oh, 19, 1917 to nine, whenever Spanish flu ended. So we're kind of all in that same, like,
0: economical set up. Uh-huh. Oh, that was another parallel that I, I picked uh-huh. up and from the article sh- about how people are were afraid of new technology. And right now, here we are Everyone's with so many technology. people afraid of a vaccine, which uh-huh. isn't really new technology, but somehow this one is new. Um, There's a lot
1: going on around that, considering that, I mean, they were already working on coronavirus vaccines since 2016 not specifically for this um, one but it was close enough they were able to hijack years of years of research over to it sure but so it, didn't,
0: it wasn't presented to the public for them no, to,
1: you know, it was not. To
0: sink in slowly and uh, I mean I, I don't subscribe to this but I, I try to understand those who who do why the the fear and uh, apprehension is is so Widespread uh, uh, amongst amongst people on the internet with full access to, you know, all of human knowledge. We we say, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's baffling, but yeah, interesting parallel is what I'm saying in yeah, that article. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and then I was thinking of aesthetics. Uh, we have the Art Nouveau going to Art Deco. Yes. Uh, so so that's happening. We're going from these.
1: I or saw a really funny picture. Really
2: pretty stuff to like very streamlined.
1: Mm-hmm. That is that is true. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, continue. No, it's good. I saw this really funny picture. Erroneous in it.
2: information on the interwebs. Yep. Fear cells. They're, well, I mean,
0: newspapers in the 20s were just as happy to feed you garbage if it sold a paper. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: yellow journalism. And, and there's, I mean, think about like... The consumer choices that people make like some people like horror they like horror movies they like slasher stuff they like um gore they like that jump scare whatever you know freddie the saw <laughs> you, know, you know and some people really like that and then there are those of us who are like nah, that's not really my thing i like romance movies i like uh comedies i like whatever and i i think that that's you know whatever your your brain tracks are drawn to you know there's some people that are just going to be really drawn into those um
0: conspiracy theories
2: conspiracy theories and fear you know the the media that tells them there's stuff to be afraid of Mm
0: -hmm. you know
2: that's that's what they're they're kind of self-selecting to to go that way because they're i mean all the information is out there um you know there's there's flat, dry, scientific stuff about what's going on in the world. And then there's, oh, my God, climate change, vaccines, blah, blah, blah. Let's all freak out. Oh, you know, so it's kind of like you can choose how to consume your facts and how to feel about your facts. And it's all the all the information is out there,
1: though. It's just it's it's now a problem like my mom was talking about when she was in when she was working for a newspaper and you were publishing stuff or even in research papers before when she was going for her law degree, um, you had to find the one book that had the one piece of information you had. It was all about finding that one one thing and the memorizing where you found it. Today it's all about remembering where you found it mm-hmm. and sorting through everything that is not you know either doesn't fit what you want to talk about or is you know, a fact. And it's just, there's just so much flying around that it's hard to figure out. Well, if you go to three sources and it all say, Oh, it's, you know, we're, we're, you know, it's it's the little, it's the green jelly, you know, the mint jam is what's killing everybody. You see it three or four places. First off mentally, your brain's already starting to register. That's a pattern. And once you see something 10 times, it's considered almost truth to you. Mm -hmm. So, and the fact that we have 24 hour news cycle just, beating you to death and then you have the internet emailing you stuff every every day and your phone pings you 18 different times a day saying oh all this stuff from whatever news agency and then you have your cousins aunts and uncles throwing things on facebook that are the same thing forward forward (laughs) just so the, the russians actually had an issue with this when uh western civilization was able to come in after the fall of the soviet union they did not have the ability to block out um commercials or billboards people were having wrecks on the side of the road because just billboards went up they had no laws about how you would advertise so you could have them as big as you wanted wherever you wanted they could have naked women on them it was all just whatever you like tv was interesting right as the wall fell because all of a sudden they have all this freedom that they didn't know what to do with And you had a lot of fight back because a lot of people pushing because they never had, you know, they're just no longer squished with their, with the way their freedom was. I remember when I was there, there was an 18 lane highway. They don't have overpasses like we do, where you could have it like, you know, here in Austin, you have them everywhere. I mean, it's it's just an overpass. Everyone knows what an overpass is. You don't have to think think about it. They had 18 lane highways that met like this. And so you had to like learn how to like follow your lane. And there was a Nokia billboard that spanned diagonally across this thing and it was like stories tall and it just said it was just a, a cell phone it was the whole thing was black and it just kind of faded barely to red on one side and it had the nokia phone and it just said and then like entire sides of buildings just had the coca-cola symbol running down the side and you know they were actually psychological psycholo- uh, psychologists were having so many people having issues because they didn't know how to block this out they've never had to deal with like basically a, a brain and a built in, uh, advertisement blocker for their brain. They were just overwhelmed. And I'm starting to see that again, even with just us over here, which is as much news as we're being thrown at ourselves. We just can't handle it anymore. We're just bugging out and turning it off and just can't handle it mentally. But, uh, that was an interesting thing I saw or as a, as a correlation here, another correlation I'm seeing is that instead of skirts getting longer, we're all just moving straight over to, uh, wearing fluffy pants.
2: Pajamas all the yeah. time.
1: Pajama pants now. We don't need. We don't need skirts. Skirts no longer dictate our economy like they used to. You know, shorter, shorter the skirt, the better we are doing in the economy. Longer the skirt, the worse
0: the economy. Now we're just the hell with skirts. We're all now wearing fluffy pants. <laughs> so, the, the, the fluffy pants or the pajama pants indicate a bad economy. Or, yes, or, or a bad one. Okay. We're heading to a very bad economy when everyone's moving to fluffy, fluffy pants.
2: Moomoo's.
1: <laughs> Sadly, those are only popular in like. Uh, recently, tornado-ridden uh, housing districts and trailer houses. Because you always can find that one person who, who gets on the news who's wearing a moo-moo <laughs> talking about how terrible the whole thing was. Oh, if Carolyn's, Carolyn's TV house TV just that. flew out of nowhere. Just blows
0: <laughs> me my crockpot, man. My crockpot back.
2: <laughs> bras and teeth. Bras I mean, and teeth. Bras. If you ever have to go on TV after a tornado, just put on a bra. Put in your teeth. <laughs>
0: Just make it a check, you know. <laughs> <sighs> wow, we're just off and left field, aren't we?
2: Sorry.
1: I mean, oh, it's it, okay. This is this is what the episodes would be called. It's just it, it's it's off and left field, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> off in a field somewhere.
0: Flavio was really good at derailing and taking us off into La La Land. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I, I thought he was us keeping back to us back the... on it.
0: I mean, honestly, because
1: yeah. here we are. Look at us. We've look what we've hit. In an episode, we've gone to like financial stuff. We hit the iPhone. We've like compared everything to Art Deco. I mean, we're, we're, we're like in and out, and like we're like a child like
0: fashion technology.
1: Moves. It literally a kid with ADHD holding a big thing of like the 800 thing of Crayolas that just went like
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And that's where we are. <laughs> it has been about an hour, uh, Jack. Jack told me, "Okay, I can do this show tonight, but maybe for just like twenty minutes."
1: Yeah, I know. And look where we ended up. I was like,
0: "We're just gonna have a quick drink, and we're gonna get off. I'm, we're gonna go back." I'm not gonna tell Jack to leave. So, uh, starting next episode, uh, I've had a number of people say they they'd like to come on or be it's regulars. Particularly, uh, Lady Bluestocking, who has been on here a number of times, and uh, she'll really class the place up. She's got you know education and knowledge and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Um, sorry, go on. No, just that uh, we we will have three talking heads here again. One of them, at least, will know what they're talking about, which will be a nice change.
1: <laughs> I also had Movie Ninja. Um, I talked to him, and he'd be also be. Uh, oh, I awesome. liked him. Yeah, like back on and off on the show, if necessary. So I've actually been looking at doing some other things with him too on the side, and uh, he's already mentioned us a couple. Like, well. Not mentioned us completely. I haven't yet posted his video of what he did with us on YouTube either. But we're looking at doing the whole, like, you know, you shake my hand. Just shake your hand. Mutual shout outs. Yeah, mutual shout outs. We're like eight years old, you know, like, hey, guys. (laughs) Welcome to my YouTube channel. We're going to do Minecraft. Sorry.
0: I've also uh, I I started looking at the Texas Teampunk Connection at at gmail.com. Flavio was talking to somebody or another. About talking about their product and getting them on the show, okay. like days before he left us. And at the time, it was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't get back to you. My recording stuff is a mess, but I'm I'm pulling it together, and I'll be right back with you." So I guess he won't, but that's okay. I got the emails, and I will try to follow up, and okay. uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. We we are figuring out things here. out as we go here. Um, once this show is over, I've got a figure out what he else what else he did to get it onto podbean and stuff not really sure um yeah. but we'll work it we'll work it out we're gonna figure out uh, uh all of his tricks <laughs> yeah
1: I know there's a way you can download this on on um off of Facebook. I did it and I accidentally downloaded everything and I had a massive file yeah, it was big um it, I downloaded Facebook. No, I downloaded everything <laughs> you've ever posted on Texas Steampunk Connection. And wow. so it was yeah, it was a um, uh, yeah, I had to stop lot. it when I realized what was going on because my hard drive was just going. Whoa! But uh, no more room for you. And like the red lights going off, the alarm clacks <laughs> and going like, what are you doing? Like the computer started going red, glowing. Turn it off.
0: It's shut it down. Hold the plug.
1: <laughs> shut it, it down.
0: Shut Stop. it all down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> having, uh, having, having a gold robot in the corner yelling at a trash box that's doing something to a wall I don't want to know about. Uh, messing with trash compactors.
0: So I'm going to, uh, let's see, do the thing that, that Flavia always did. Um, if you'd like to be in contact us with us, I, I mentioned Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. You can uh, talk to us via Facebook, which is really the most. Uh, most accessible for us. We're going to see your comments. Um, we're on Twitter someplace, uh, but I don't recommend That's it. only the complaint department. Uh, oh, yeah, the complaint, the complaint department on, on Twitter.
2: Twitter. Send them there.
0: Or if you really appreciate us, uh, we have a Patreon page that uh, we'd be happy to uh, see you on. Become a patron. Uh, we only ask for you know $3 a month to help uh, us afford to keep this, this StreamYard account and uh, other incidental expenses that, that we have to be paid once buy a year. Beers. So, <laughs> yeah, what we say is buy, buy us a beer. We really appreciate it. Particularly, we appreciate uh, Jenny Lynn and Ryan Shaver, who uh, are, mem- are our patrons, and uh, Kitty, who's, who's come on this show. She is a patron. And uh, um, Rita is also Shout a patron. So thank you. All Three of you, we really appreciate it. Yes, that's all of our patrons, but we'd love to have more. Um, really have
1: to make real quick because he's what he's a patron of Steam Chest. Oh, and he's also a maker in Steam Chest. Awesome, he has his own stuff. And you, oh. thanks, have some of his stuff. Cool, I, I do. Cool, cool. Yeah, Greek gods giggling. <laughs> oh, yeah, his oh. little like wood, he had the wood burning stuff.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, I thanks, know. Mick. <laughs> he's just like all sorts of connected over here. So let's see. Let me. Uh... I just want
2: to say one thing real quick. Um, something that I said at uh, Flavio's service. Um, something that he would always say whenever we were talking about doing anything or going anywhere. He'd say, "I'm in." As as you probably, he's probably uh, on on this on on a podcast somewhere saying it. Uh, I'm in. And so, um, whatever you do, if you get a chance do something weird say it for Flavio I'm in
0: which is to say if your friends are talking about making plans just insert yourself in there
2: I'm in just invite yourself I'm going to do it
0: especially if your friends are like
1: engaged and they're talking about going to the back room just uh, (laughs) go right there for
0: it just (laughs) insert yourself (laughs) I'm in and until next time Mind Mind your your gauges. gauges. Good night, everybody.